Well, how are you guys this morning? What kind of day is it? And what are we going to do? Rejoice and be glad in it. Things not sad, but glad. Hallelujah. With God on our side, if he be for us, who could be against us? Well, this is the last morning. We've been had a wonderful time. You guys have just been so receptive, pulling on the gift. And we had a wonderful time in prayer yesterday, did we not? And I believe we're going to see much results from our anointing these chairs and the people. I, I tell you what, I, I just always pray, Father, you know, let the convicting power of God just get a hold of the people that are sitting in those chairs. And I also prayed that you would go out, you know, in our church, we have a sign that as uh, they're going out and it says the worship is over. The service is now beginning. And I believe that you are going to come in contact with people and bring them to church, you know, be responsible for discipling them. You know, it's one thing to get uh, to have somebody pray the sinner's prayer. But I'm telling you what, if you leave them there, it's like a a baby that's born. Uh, That baby's going to die if you don't continue to feed that baby and nurture that baby and take care of that baby. The same way with newborns that have come into the kingdom of God. It's wonderful to go out and evangelize, but I'll tell you what, you got to bring them into the church. So they can be discipled and grow in the things of God. Well, yesterday we're talking about navigating the seasons of life, navigating the seasons uh, as we see in the spirit world. In Matthew 24, we saw that one of the things that we needed to do in these last days is to be ready, right? Be ready, stay ready, because we don't know when Jesus is going to come back to this earth. And so, therefore, we need to stay ready. Second thing that we learned is that we need to keep the oil of the Holy Ghost alive in our life, alive in our heart. You know, when uh, Jesus was leaving and uh, the disciples were panicky because can you imagine um living in jesus day and whatever question you had you could i mean he was right there to ask him wouldn't that have been wonderful so you can imagine the panic that the disciples felt when they realized that he was leaving And I can only imagine them uh, saying as they did, well, you know, Jesus, what are we going to, what are we going to do? You're, you're going to be gone. And when we have a question, who's going to answer that question? Well, he answered it for them. Uh, Let's turn. I wasn't planning going this way, but let's just go this way for a few minutes. In John 14, John 14, let me find it here. John 14, uh, verse 16. I want to read this in the Amplified. You know, the Amplified is the woman's version of the Bible, don't you? You say, why? Well, I know you guys, you've got to be probably like my husband. I start telling him a story. And after a few minutes, I can see it, whether he says it or not, but he usually says it. Just get to the point. Just get to the point. I don't need all the details. Just get to the point. (laughs) The bottom line, that's it. Well, you know, the Amplified kind of amplifies everything. So um, that's why I, and details it. So that's why I call it the woman's version of the Bible. 
But I like this. In verse uh, John 14, 16, it says, And I will ask. Jesus told the disciples. They were panicky. And he said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. And this is what I like. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. Do you realize that the Holy Spirit, who is your comforter, who is your counselor, who is your helper, who is your intercessor, who is your advocate, who is your strengthener and standby is with you right now? Is with you right now. You know, if you ever get a revelation of that, you will realize that I don't care if you are stranded on an island like Gilligan was. (laughs) Oh man, most of you don't even know who Gilligan's island was. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) If you were stranded on an island all alone, you really would not be all alone. Because the Holy Spirit is right there with you, for you, to help you. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not like the devil. I mean, the devil, you, you... crack the door open a little bit and I'm telling you he'll just come in and try to destroy you no the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and guess what you have to invite him you have to invite him in to help you and yet he is there to help you And anything that you need in the spirit as well as in the natural. And I'll tell you what, it would relieve a lot of your frustrations if you just call on him. If you will just call on him. But you know what? So many times it's not until we have expended all of our abilities that we finally say, help me, Jesus. Right? And actually the Father sends the Holy Spirit to help you. I I remember um, my youngest little Wesley that I was telling you about. He is a character. He really, really is a character. But he is very, very sensitive, really, to the things of God. And so um, my daughter, sometimes she'll go around the house and learn from me and she'll say help me Jesus help me Jesus you know as she's doing things and so one morning she was at the breakfast table and he just sensed that you know she needed some help that morning that her she realized that she was pretty that her his mother was pretty stressed out he went over to her and he patted her shoulder and he said help her Jesus help her Jesus One time uh, she was um, having her devotions and uh, you know what? This is a good thing. She read one time. She said, and she actually saw us do it. She said that, that, that parents need to, their, their children need to see the parents having devotion, you know, because it, it brings uh, something to them to show that this is what you need to do. And so Denise was having her personal devotions and she was underlining some things. And so Wesley said, Mommy, what are you doing? You're, you're marking in your Bible. And, and she explained to him, you know, these are things that are just stand out to me. And he said, can I mark in my Bible? She said yes. So he brought his Bible and a yellow crayon. And so I can't remember. And so he looked through his Bible. By that time he was reading but not real good. Oh my goodness, the scripture he, he was underlining was something about battle. And you know, it's kind of a weird scripture to underline. <laughs> but he was learning that the word of God was the most important thing to us. 
the Holy Spirit. Once again, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. I'll just give you a, a natural example, okay? Sometimes, like I say, we think it's all spiritual. No, he's there to help you in your natural things. Years and years ago, as we were actually um, fixing to dedicate the first building that we had built, and there were offices in that building that was Student Development Center 1, and we were having a grand opening and a dedication, and I was in charge of, you know, doing all the decor and everything. And there was this one office that I was just having a difficult time finding anything for it. I had looked, and I had looked, and I couldn't find the right pictures. I couldn't find the right furniture. I couldn't find anything right. And the deadline was looming. And so I was getting panicky. Because I had looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. Couldn't find it. Finally, as we all have done, finally, you know, when all else didn't, didn't work, I prayed. I prayed. Guess what? I went out that day, went to the same places that I had been time and time and time again. And the Holy Spirit just showed me. Everything that I needed, I I got it done in just a few hours time. Well, I learned from that. Hey, I don't like to waste time. So I learned from that. Pray first. Pray first. Now, I'll give you another example and then we'll go on with what I really wanted to talk about. But that same time, I did find some furniture is actually for my husband's office but it was too much money. I did not want to pay what they wanted for that furniture. And so I would go there time and time again. And, and I would ask, as all women do, you know, is this ever going to go on sale? <laughs> and their reply was, no, we just, this is new uh, stock. It's not going to go on sale, at least not this season. And so, you know, I was kind of dismayed about that because I really liked this furniture. And so one morning before that, I was going out for my to-do list that day. I had just been there the day before to that furniture store, and I had asked him those questions. And, you know, that was the reply. So I'm praying, doing my devotions, and all of a sudden, something on the inside, the Holy Ghost, who is there... Uh, said to me, go back to that store. And, you know, I thought, so I argued. Why would you argue with the Holy Ghost? I don't argue with him anymore. But you know what? When, when you are learning about these things, the Lord will allow you to question because you want to make sure, at least I wanted to make sure that I wasn't a kooky woman and that it was really God talking to me, you know? And so I said, because he said, those, those are on sale and argued with God. God, they can't be. I just asked yesterday and he kept on the Holy Spirit kept on prompting me. And, and I said, listen, I, I'm going to waste fuel going there. I'm very frugal. I'm going to waste fuel going there because I just asked yesterday and they told me no. He kept on urging. So finally, I said very respectfully, I mean, when I think about it now, I just really kind of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that. I said, okay, God, I'll just go and show you, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so... I walked in the store. I've been there many times. I knew exactly where it was this whole setting and I wanted the whole thing. I knew that if when you walked in the store, here it was right here in the alcove by itself. Okay. So I walked in the store. I looked over and when I did, my heart started beating because I saw red tags. Now every woman knows what a red tag means. A red tag means sell. For you guys that don't know, a red tag means sell. So I went over to see because, you know, I mean, the tag can most of the time, a lot of times say 20% off. And that would have been good. But I went over there and, and, and lifted to see what it was. Hallelujah. 50% off. 
50% off. Woo! The Holy Spirit is there to help you with sales, ladies. So guys, I know yours would probably be a car or a motorcycle or something. The Lord will help you with that too. But I'm not going to pray for your motorcycles because I've been praying that ever, that the guys that I know would get rid of their motorcycles because I don't like motorcycles. <laughs> but anyway, the Holy Spirit is there. But guess what? We have to call on him. He's not going to barge in. We have to invite him in. Now, as we are looking at seasons, let's turn over to Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32 said in the, <coughs> says in the King James Version, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But this is where I want to get to. But the people that do what? Know their God shall be what? Strong and do exploits. This is a vision that Daniel was given of the last days. And the Lord said, Many corrupt things are going to happen in the last days. But he gave Daniel the instructions to the people of God that those that do know their God shall be strong in these days and shall do mighty exploits for me. I like the Amplified that says, but the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong. Gives, and this gives us a little bit more instruction. And shall stand firm. And shall stand firm and do exploits. So guess what? Those of us who know our God. As long as we will be strong and if we'll stand firm, we are going to do mighty exploits in these last days. I like to put it this way. You have an assignment for God in these days. But let me ask you this question. How well do you know God? Do you realize that there are various degrees of knowing him? And also, do you realize that it's just as in the natural? You may have someone. How many of you, you know, had a person that you were just uh, real, you were buddies back in elementary school or high school or during those times? Anybody had a person like that? Now, how many people... That you still uh, have a close relationship with that person. Just a very few. One. Just a very few. Well, what happens is this. If you don't continue that relationship. If you were to see that person today. And you had not continued that relationship. First of all, you might not even recognize them. You know, we all change as we mature. And and, yes, very good word. I like that word. Not old, mature. Uh, Yeah. And, um, And so if you don't continue that relationship with them, you may not even recognize them. But and and so with a relationship, it is either growing it is deteriorating the same way with the relationship with God so many times people get saved except Christ is their savior and it's like okay I'm saved I'm gonna go to heaven and that's it they don't grow in their relationship with God And when you don't grow in your relationship with God, the things of this world become so uh, uh, stressful that it's even difficult to navigate life. 
much less hear the instructions that God has for you to help you in your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. I, I love the scripture. I quote it often. In the um, New Living Translation, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Now, God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. Don't you know he gets frustrated sometimes when we're not listening to his plan? But guess what? If you don't continue to stay close to God, you don't because he speaks to the Holy Spirit. And I told you the Holy Spirit was a gentleman. Most of the time he's going to whisper. And if you don't stay close to God, you're not going to recognize the voice of the Holy Ghost. How many of you have ever, you know, something on the inside either said, you know, maybe you're on a road and there's in the, something on the inside says, don't go down that road today. Take another route or something else. You, you were about to make a decision and something on the inside said, don't make that decision. Yeah. And you overrode it. And what happened when you overrode that? You were sorry that you did. If, you know, something on the inside said, take another route, and you were here in California, you probably got in a traffic jam. Whereas the Lord was going to even trying to lead you in the natural things. So many times we just think of God as in all the spiritual things. He is here to help you in every natural thing that you have. Every natural thing. In fact, you know, it might even save your life. I've probably told this story the last time I was here. I don't know, but it bears repeating. Uh, and if Brother Hagen could tell his stories over and over again, I guess I have permission to do that too. But it just, it's just a very good example of this. Uh, a long time ago, I was pulling out of our campus, turning left, and there's a red light about a half a mile down. I'm not known to drive slow, okay? <laughs> not known to drive slow. In fact, it's really amazing that both my husband and I are not known to drive slow, and yet both of our kids drive so slow that I can't stand to ride in the car with them <laughs> and let them drive. You know, I've got my to-do list and I've got it, you know, down to every 30 second that I need to get somewhere. <laughs> so I pull out of the campus. I look half a mile down there or maybe not quite that far. There's a green light, green light. So what did I do? Of course. I mean, I've been driving since I was 14 years of age. I got my license at 14. And so, you know, when there's a green light, you, you better speed up <laughs> to get through that green light so that you don't have to stop for the red light. Yes. Right? So, man, I, woo, this is just going with, you know, with, with my plans. Because I'm thinking if I hit this light green, I'm going to hit the rest of them every mile green. So I start speeding up to go to this green light. When all of a sudden something on the inside said, slow down. Slow down. Well, thank the Lord. By this time, I am sensitive enough and, and recognize the voice of the Holy Ghost. And I started slowing down. I didn't come to a stop. I mean, obviously, I'm on a, on a four-lane road, but I start slowing down. Now, my eyes are still at the intersection. My eyes see that my light is still green. And I am probably about from here to uh, about where you are. And I, I'm approaching this. This light is still green. And I'm thinking, 
wow, you know, thank you, Lord. You, you kept this light green so I could go through even when I slowed down. When all of a sudden, here is this car here. It zooms through the red light that he's had a red light for a long time. It's still red. I had to, I mean, cram on my brakes really hard, even though I was going slower to keep from him hitting me or who it was. I don't know who it was, whether it was a man or a woman. But if I had not slowed down, they would have hit me right in my side. And, and they were going at least 100 miles an hour. And I would not, I'm quite sure, be here to tell this story. So from that, I mean, I recognized the importance of listening to the Holy Ghost. Not questioning when you don't understand, but just flow with it. Flow with it. I, I learned that so vividly through my father-in-law. You know, there were times that um, we were headed in a direction and he'd say, no, no, I've been praying. That's not right. We didn't question. We just said, okay, Holy Ghost, you make it clear to us what we're supposed to do and time and time again the things you know the lord will show you things to come you may not understand it you may not have the whole picture but if you will just go with what he has said he'll make it work out all all right whereas i'm telling you what sometimes uh, you know it's like trying to unscramble eggs once they're scrambled You can't unscramble them. And sometimes when we make wrong choices, the choices that we should not make, uh, sometimes God can't unscramble those things. We live with the consequences for the rest of our life. Is he a forgiving God? Absolutely. But guess what? We still live with the consequences. And so it's so important that we follow the perfect plan of God. Verse 12 says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I like the message of that verse 13. It says, when you come looking for me. You'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me. And want it more than anything else. And want it more than anything else. I'll tell you what. I want God more than anything else. I want to know it. And you know, it's great that we walk by faith and not by sight as as the word says. But I want to feel God. And I think we can feel God, you know, and he is there uh, to walk with you, to talk with you, uh, to, uh, to give you anything that you need. All you have to do is ask, is ask. And you know, there are, are times that I, yes, sometimes you feel all alone. Sometimes, but I'm telling you what, if you will just call upon the father, he's waiting for you. I know back in 2003, when my father-in-law went home to be with the Lord, it was a devastating blow. You know, our world was rocked. And as we were... Picking up the pieces and and um, doing what we knew that God had called us to do, and you know we had to just step in, finish His schedule, um, dealing with our own personal loss, dealing with everything that was involved. And so that was in September and in March we decided, well, we needed to take some time off. We'd been just going, going, going. And in that time off, uh, sometimes it's not good to, to not be busy, <laughs> you know. Sometimes an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And at that particular time, it's like, 
Oh, Lord, you know, I mean, our minds were just, oh, uh, we were trying to keep our minds in peace. And so I said to God, I said, God, you know, I know that we're doing what you told us. I know that you are here. I know that you are helping us. But God, I need to feel you. I need for you to confirm this to me. I need that. And so as we were there, we were, we kind of like to, uh, when we take some time off, uh, we kind of like to go into small cities. We'll go to Walmart. We'll go. (laughs) We'll go to Walmart. We'll go to the little, as I call them, podunk restaurants, you know, those no atmosphere, but good food. And so, you know, I said, God, I, I just need a affirmation. And so we went to this little restaurant and we were eating in this little town, sitting there eating, just minding our own business. Whenever um, this man came up to us and he said, you don't know me, but I know you. We listened to you on the radio. And I, he said, I want to tell you how... What a blessing that you are in our life. He said, thank you. I I trust that you will continue that ministry. We got through there and I said, thank you, God. Sometimes we don't even recognize when God is answering the prayer that we've asked him. I said, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, that ministered to me so much. And so, you know, we go and we go to a Walmart Actually, in another little town, we go to Walmart and actually I'm in the, which, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm in the fishing area. (laughs) I only like to jerk the the fish out. I don't like to take them off the hook or bait it. But anyway, but it sure is fun jerking them out of the water. (laughs) And so I'm looking at lures, you know. And uh, I'm actually by myself. I don't even know where, where my husband was in the Walmart. And um, this guy came up to me again. And he said, you don't know me, but I know you. And he said, I watch you guys on television. And he said, once again, you know, what a blessing you are. I trust that you continue that ministry. And... I went out of there. Thank you, God. You not only, you know, confirmed it once, but you confirmed it as twice. So the next day we went to another little restaurant that we love. It's a, a fried fish. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had some right now. Pinto beans. Oh, it's good. We went there, sitting down, just, you know, enjoying our food. When all of a sudden this couple came up. Once again, same scenario. You don't know us, but we know you. And this was their testimony because Denise was at Oklahoma State University. And um, actually, it was an, um, there was a, um, they call it a fraternity or sorority, but it was really Chi Alpha, which is a, a outreach, a college outreach from the AGs. And uh, we had gone over to visit Denise and had gone to the meeting, uh, to their Thursday night meeting there. And this man said, you don't know me. I know you. And he said, I want to give you this testimony. He said, my son was in charge of Chi Alpha. And he said, you guys came and you attended a service And he was so discouraged about the ministry. He was about to quit whenever you gave the Chi Alpha an offering to help them with a project. And he said that particular uh, thing kept him in the ministry. And he's in the ministry today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I said to God, God, you did it three times. You did it three times. And I just want to say 
to each and every one of you. You know, you may not be needing that confirmation right now. But any time that you need a confirmation from God, when you feel like you're all alone, if you will just call out to him and reach out to him, he is there for you. The Holy Spirit is there to be your comforter, to be your guide, to be your strengthener, to be everything that you need. It's so important. Our foremost objective is that we should know the Father. Our greatest passion should be to communicate with the Father continually. Continually, Do you realize you can be in contact with him at all times? You know, I used to watch my father-in-law. He might be sitting in my office, but I would see his lips moving. But he wasn't talking to me, but he was praying to God. You can be in, and we should be in connection with the father at all times. Because you never know what you may need in an instant. And the Holy Spirit is there to give you a decision uh, to help you in everything. But if, if, you know, if God is so far away, when you need him in an instant, uh, hey, uh, he, you're not, he's not there to help you. Staying in contact with him at all times, knowing the word, knowing the promises that he has promised us. Now, knowing the, you know, in the natural to get to know someone, what does it take? Time. It takes time. It, uh, and it takes communication, right? You got to spend time with him. How much time do you spend in the word of God? How much time do you spend praying to the father? All of us are guilty of wanting everything quick, right? We want what I call the microwave experience. Just give it to me and give it to me now. And we get impatient. But I like to say it this way. God has all of us. There's no exceptions. God has all of us in the crock pot. <laughs> because, you know, we're all pretty tough birds. <laughs> and we need tenderizing. <laughs> And we think, you know, that uh, we have all the wisdom we need and all the experience we need. Oh, no. It's kind of like my father-in-law would say. He'd say, the older I get, he said, the, the, uh, the more that I realize, the less I know. No, we need to continually be learning. God puts us in a crock pot to tenderize us. To take us on the journey that he wants us on. But let me tell you what. If you jump off of the path that he has you on. There are two things will happen. You'll never get back on the path. Or it'll take you a long time. Hey, flow with what he has. Now, some of you may have been like I was. I mean, when I was in the third grade, I started planning my life. I knew that I was going to be in the ministry. So, and I knew that if you were going to be a wife of a minister, you needed to know how to play and sing. So I started taking piano lessons. And I just thought I was helping God plan my life. I thought I was doing a pretty good job until, you know, I realized that the plans that he had for me was not the plans that I thought he had for me. And it wasn't until, you know, and I, I would literally, I would grew up in a Pentecostal church. We'd go to the altar every service. 
And um, been to the altar since I was four years of age. And uh, I would uh, sometimes, uh, my mother actually would play the organ and be singing during the altar service. And sometimes she would be singing the song, I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord, or mountain or plain or stream. I'll say what you want me to say, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. And as she was singing that, I was so, you know, pious and thought I was so committed. Oh, yes, God, I'll go. I'll do. I'll say, I want your will for my life. (laughs) I mean, and if you had asked me, I really would not be lying if I told you, yeah, you know, I, most of all, I want God's will for my life. When all of a sudden he asked me what I didn't want to do, to go where I didn't want to go and say what I didn't want to say. And I found out how really committed I was. And I learned one thing really good. Don't ever say I will never to God. Because <clears throat> that's usually the first thing that he's going to ask you to do. Like I said in Bible school to my roommate, Joanne. I am never going to marry an evangelist because I hate to travel. (laughs) Guess what I do? Travel. You know, but I want to tell you what. Wherever is whatever God calls you to do, I'm telling you what, the grace is there to do it. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. The will of God can, will never take you where the grace of God Amen. will not keep you. I, you know, to be uprooted from Texas was a major deal. And to go to a state that I didn't like at all was a major deal. <laughs> Sorry, Brenda. <laughs> Oklahoma was uh, too country for me. <laughs> I'm like Green Acres, city life. (laughs) When you grow up in Dallas, Texas, you like city life. (laughs) But you know, oh, it's been several years ago. Uh, I said to my husband as we were leaving actually Texas and coming into Oklahoma, I said, honey, I know that you never thought you would hear these words from me. But... Guess what? I'm so glad that I don't live in Texas anymore. It was like, I thought he was going to faint at the wheel, you know. (laughs) But knowing God, how do we come to know God? Through his word and through communicating with him in prayer. Let's turn over to Joshua 1.1. I'm going to read this in the, actually in the message Bible. Joshua 1, 1, verse 1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. And this is what God said. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Boy, God was direct. And that's what he told us. Brother Hagen is dead. Get going. There was no sympathy at all. You know, God said, cross this Jordan River, you and all the people cross to the country. I'm giving to the people of Israel. I want to tell you, I don't care what kind of disappointments you faced, what kind of challenges you have faced. It is important that we do, as Paul said, forget the past. Forget the past. You cannot undo the past. Why are you, do you keep on looking at the past? You see, if you dwell on the past, it keeps you from going to the future. I mean, if you're looking behind you and you're trying to go, dear God, help me not to fall. Uh, if you're, you know, you're trying to go forward. I mean, look how slow I'm going. And guess what? I'm missing all the signs that will take me 
where I need to go. But I'm going to tell you what. Woo! When you go forward with God, you can pick up the speed because he is showing you all the signs that you need for the next step in your life. In your life. Don't dwell on missed opportunities. Don't dwell on people who have wronged you. And I know we've got ministers in here. Don't dwell on the church members that have left you. Just believe for more church members to take their place. Does it hurt? You what? You delete them. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Then you don't have to look at what a great church they're going to now that the pastor is so ministering to them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll be like I was one time, you know, as I mean, it happens. I mean, people are so stupid. (laughs) I mean, I guess they think that preachers don't have any feelings. I mean, we love the sheep. We've taken care of the sheep and it'd be like your own children leaving you. It hurts. I'm telling you, it hurts. And if you ask me, will it ever quit hurting? Nope. Nope. It won't. But yet on the other hand, you know, you have to respond in love. You know, and people would come that had been in our church and they would then and they would come back for an event. Oh, you know, I'm telling you what, where I'm going now. Oh, it's so awesome. The pastor just so ministers to me. I want to go, you know. Instead, this is what I say to God. God, haven't I passed that love walk yet? Why do you keep on testing me in it? But anyway, truth is truth. Reality is reality. (laughs) But when you keep on dwelling on the past, it takes your focus off of the future. Now... He says, I'm giving you, he told, uh, God told Joshua, I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. Now, just because he promised Joshua that he was going to give him every square foot that he set uh, his, uh, every square piece of land that he set his foot on, did not mean that it was going to be easy. Did not mean that it's going to be easy. And I will tell you in life, just as, just as God has promised you the things that he's promised you, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. But what it does mean, I want to turn to John 16, 33. I'll tell you this scripture ministered, has ministered to me so many times since The Lord showed me the scripture when I was one time asking him. And let me say, whatever you ask God, he will give you the answer. Now, always, sometimes it's not exactly the answer that you want, but it'll help you through every situation. And one time I was asking God, I mean, and this was actually about different departments in our ministry. And I would go and I'd get them all organized and in peace. And I love peace. That's why I have the PCD. And, (laughs) and so I, I would get them and, oh, everything was lovely. And so I'd go to the next department and get it all organized and maybe three or four more on down. And then the first one that I organized, all hell was breaking loose again. So I said to God, I said, God, when is there ever going to be peace in this place? And this is what I'm talking about. He doesn't always give you the answer you want. This is what he said. Never. I said, never. That doesn't give me much comfort. But then he gave me the scripture that would give me comfort. He, t- he told me, turn over to John 1633. And I, I like this in, in the Amplified. This is what it says. I have told you these things so that, and here's the key word, in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. 
in the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress. And this is where I was frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. And this is what I like. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. And have conquered it for you. And so regardless of what is going on in my life, I can still be in peace. Why can I be in peace? Because I am in him. And when I take all of my cares, all of my concerns to him, I can stay in peace. Because I can have confidence that he is taking care of them for me. And I will tell you what, when God is taking care of every situation, every circumstance in your life, he is doing it perfectly. If we try to do it, I'm telling you what, we get it all messed up. We get it all messed up. And it may never unscramble. But when we take our cares, our concerns to the Lord, there's an old song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Leave them there. Leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Oh, my, my. I think it's time to stop and pray. I want us to stand up. I want you to take every one of your cares, every one of your your concerns, those things that you have lost sleep over, those decisions that you didn't know what to do. You may not know what to do, but God does. And he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to give you the wisdom that you need. But you got to go to him. Are you ready to go to him right now? Let's go to him right now. Oh, Father, we just come to you now. Oh, God, we come to you with our cares, with our concerns.